Hello, hello, hello. What's up? Happy well, New Year, everybody. Yes, happy, happy New Year. We are in 2024. Yes. Unreal. Honestly, yeah. Uh, it's funny because this is the first podcast episode of 2024. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we've been been doing this for a year now. Yeah. We, we started it uh, January... 2023 i forget what 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 day it actually was when we we released predator the infamous the infamous get to the chopper um or you're looking at the actual date yeah i do want to see the actual date uh january 18th okay so not quite uh an actual year but But minus a couple weeks or you know week and a half uh, so that's, I'm okay with that. You know? Yeah. It's been fun. So we're going to keep doing this way for, more to come. Yes. Plenty more. It's funny because, you know, when we think about how often we are able to record and, and do episodes, obviously like this isn't our full-time job. So Unfo- yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately it's not, but yeah. Uh, you know, if it was, then I, I the thing about how many movies we would we would actually do reviews on would just be a couple hundred, <laughs> probably. We, we, I mean, the funny thing is, we could have definitely done, and obviously, like shows are one probably thing like too, ten, honestly, that we just didn't get uh, around to. Oh yeah, I didn't d- really make it. But actually, I think more than that. Yeah. There was a period of time where we couldn't record and, and whatnot, but anyway, it's it's sort of one of those things where uh, if all goes well this year, we'll be able to, you know, record way more, more episodes. Yeah, it's just more content for people, you know, and, um, you yeah. know, I, I know we've been doing a lot of stuff that's based on like newer newer movies that have come out and, you know, I, I've, I've had people say they haven't had a chance to go see it yet or whatever. Yeah. And that's totally understandable. And, and obviously when we do reviews on or talk about movies that have you know been out for, you know, five, 10, 20, 30 years, it makes it a lot easier because the probability is that someone has actually seen those movies. Way more likely. You know, like, I mean, I'll just look at our list of the ones we have, you know, done episodes on. And, you know, when we've done some TV shows too, it's interesting because not everyone watches the same shows, but it's still just something that, you know, we like to talk about and, you know, and again, it's, it's something that I think if people are, you know, a little uh, apprehensive about watching a certain movie, you know, and they look to a podcast or a show and they, they want to see what people say first and foremost, you know, is it worth watching? You know, do I need to spend money on it? Or like this episode that we're about to talk about is most people have, have access to it. Yeah. I would say the majority of people who have Netflix have access to it because, this is a streaming movie yep. by Zack Snyder, who has done quite a few pieces of that I that I'm um I enjoy, you know, that I've enjoyed for the you know, last maybe twenty ish years. Like three hundred, like you know, like three hundred example, I remember seeing that in the theater, you know, and for that time that movie was it was great. You yeah. know, that, that like the, the effects, everything like just, you know, Gerard Butler, the 300, the effects, like it was, you know, but everyone ate that up. Like for, 
perfect example that line this is sparta and he kicks the guy in the hole it's like, still it's reference st- it's st- exactly those there's He's, memes about it he is the gifts. blueprint yeah like christopher nolan said what what did he say you, he uh christopher nolan said that you cannot watch a sci-fi movie or superhero movie now and can't see influences of Zack Snyder in them. Uh, and I agree with it. I mean... Yeah, say it. Go ahead. I say it. Yeah, that's what I... F- talk your... F- that, that, that is debatable right there. And I would need I would need evidence. Viewers, I may be cursing a lot on this one, depending <laughs> on how this fool reacts, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I liked Watchmen, although I, I still prefer the graphic novel. Watchmen's good. But he he did a good job. I didn't like the I didn't like his ending. I mm. pref, I prefer the graphic novel ending. Always will. But I get it. He tried to do something similar, and you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But I would say, for the sake of, you know, obviously, like Man of Steel, definitely best Superman movie. Yes, I, I would. Fantastic I would, I, movie. Definitely one of my favorites. You know, and obviously. <laughs> Um, there's the whole Snyder cut with the Justice League, yeah. you know, which, oh, oh man, <sighs> don't, that's just a get debacle. Me started. That's just a, that, that's, that's a debacle because of the circumstance that he was faced with and, Ugh. you know, with, with his daughter committing suicide and, and stuff like that. So like it sucks. And, but prior to that, there was Batman versus Superman, otherwise abbreviated as BVS. Oh man! And the I remember seeing that in the theater <clears throat> and going, you know, it was just okay. Yeah. I had expected so much more, and then the ultimate he edition. released the ultimate edition oh, that I so think is better. actually watchable or or streamable on Netflix too. It, it is actually. It's the I think it's the only one on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the only one on there. And same so, with um, Max too. I think. Yes. Yeah. And so. It, it's interesting because, again, we're about to talk about Rebel Moon here, and you know this, the the current rendition on Netflix is rated PG thirteen. Yes, and it's like two hours twenty one minutes. About two hours that. fifteen minutes. Yeah, something like that, right? So you know, it's not the full. It's not the full cut. We are getting an ultimate edition or another director's cut sort of take on it because no. that one is supposed to be rated R two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've only seen it once and I think we tried to watch it again before we recorded this episode. And and I, I know once the director's cut comes out, I'll definitely watch it again. I know you will. Maybe we'll just do another yeah, <laughs> another well, episode on I it. Mean, you know what I'm saying? Like there's easily take two. 45 minutes cut yeah, and, from this one. And well, I, let me rephrase that. Not cut, but not in this PG-13 version. Sure. Rather. And I mean, I would say to start off, I I enjoyed the movie. And I know the premise is, you know, he took this idea to Lucasfilm as a Star Wars film or a Star Wars story, rather. Not necessarily within the uh, Skywalker saga. Yeah. But a Star Wars story nonetheless. And they turned him down, didn't accept it or whatever. And I think it's interesting because when I, when I watched this movie, there were certain parts that felt or that I could see as a star Wars film, but a lot of it didn't kind of hit me in that same way. A star Wars story 
would would during like the Lucas era. Yeah. You know, like his movies have this sort of you know, like momentum or, or vibe to it. Like there's moments where where Zack Snyder's or rather I'll just say Rebel Moon felt like that, but then there are other other parts that uh you just, just felt different or like I'm like, oh that's definitely like a Star Wars scene. You know, yeah. like there's that there's the moment where Cora is it's almost like the can the Moise Eisley cantina scene with, yeah. with Kenobi and Luke. Yeah. Except with it's with Cora and the farmer, the farmer, um, Gunner, Gunner, you know? And so I'm like, Oh, look at that. Gunner, farmer, Luke, farmer. Right. There's, there's a lot, there's of, a lot of interesting comparisons, of you know, Honestly, and from the first scene you get in star Wars, you have a long time ago and a guy too far away. And then you have the scroll. And yeah. this, you yeah. see a portal open. Yeah. And Sir Anthony Hopkins gives you what would be the scroll. Right. You know? It's like this narration from uh, yeah, Sir Anthony from Hopkins. Jimmy. And, you know, I, I think, again, like there's, there's, there's parts that felt like Star Wars, but then there are a lot of other parts of the movie that just felt, again, like certain aspects felt like, you know, like Lord of the Rings. Certain parts felt like, you know, like Dune, Warhammer 40K. I'm trying to think what other what other parts of it felt. There was there was one that just even felt a little bit um, like medieval almost. Like oh. not like it didn't feel like it was a you know sci-fi esque. It felt like I, I, this could be. I could see like these certain moments being almost like this is in like the 1700s or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like so it's really interesting. Yeah. And that's what I'm it. saying. Like, it's not so much like this is in space. It's Star Wars. Like, we where we know that it is, and and being on different planets, things are can look different, but there's still like the overall feel is the same. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you know. I don't know if I would really say that Rebel Moon is a. I can't. I can't personally classified as like a star wars ripoff or like no. a, a total like a totally no way in, like a totally inspired star wars movie i'm like it does have it's got some sprinkles of star wars here and there it's its own thing you know it 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 can it i don't think it can be compared to star wars as a whole no in I, some I parts so. it can for example one of my favorite characters uh nemesis um her family was killed by the Imperium, which right. are the bad guys. And it's not really told in the story. It's You read it about it in the Companion, which was released after the movie came out. And then apparently it's in the novelization and in the director's cut where her planet was attacked by the Imperium. And her people were like thousands of years, like evolved from being like great swordsmen. Yeah. And so to take out you know to take out her revenge she cuts her arms off from the elbow down mm-hmm. and has this like i forget what he calls it but it's like this insanely insanely like strong metal that heats up that can allow her to basically hold two swords that are just dripping with fire pretty much and um so it's what channels the heat which is pretty cool um so like but in star wars she would have, she would have had two lightsabers, you know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, and that's I think that's the interesting part where like you could see or or read where 
lightsabers could be like inserted here and you know it's just like the imperium right like with uh, uh the admiral atticus noble right yep. he he is like legit like <laughs> straight he's brutal he is and he's definitely like you you know he's the bad guy he 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 acts like one he looks like one he does and no, no one has a jawline like that except villains and is good yeah for sure <laughs> i think you know cuz it's like the the empire right in star wars were essentially supposed to be you know like space nazis yeah whereas the imperium they look like space more Nazis. like space like actual space nazis because they they're they're sort of like their attire is is that like a, a noble is a straight up like ss yeah like the officer uniforms yeah yeah, yeah. it's like they're formal and you know you have people in the spaceship yeah with like a suit and tie and yeah i mean again like there's certain parts where sure i can definitely see again like there's the inspiration there and yeah i thought it was interesting his little uh bone his well, bone stick <laughs> yeah we we just actually talked about that yeah um the cool thing about that was um the uh, it's a femur of the so i guess the original king of the imperium yeah uh was carried across the desert on this apparently it was like a giraffe like creature yeah um and carried carried him across the desert, and that is the femur of that animal. Yeah, and it's been made into like this mythological, like you know, beating ancient, stick. Yeah, and he <laughs> just carries it around, and people up with it. Yeah, like, and I think that's something you and I were talking about where, because you when you were telling me about the the companion app, which is through Netflix. Through Netflix, yeah. Yeah. So for those of you listening. If you want to check out more details and more lore about Rebel Moon, you can just read, like, literally read about it. Yeah, I highly suggest it because it gives you, it explains every character in detail, um, their backstories. You find out all this, you know, the information about, like, Kara's gun, you yeah. know, the uh, Nemesis's uh, blades, all of that. Uh, and then there's actually some parts where you actually hear Zack Snyder talk about, you know, for example, Jimmy. He explains yeah. Jimmy. You know, yeah. and and he explains the thing about the femur too, so it's really cool. Yeah, it's audio, like in in uh, info audio marks from Zack Snyder himself. Mm -hmm. And again, I I think stuff like that's cool. And I know I was telling you, I think maybe I don't know, can't remember what it was, but recently I was telling you like there's there's a game that uh, you know it's again a, a sci-fi game called Destiny Two that we played, and I know a lot of people out there have probably played or, or maybe heard of, heard of it but had such a fun time <laughs> i know you probably didn't but i did but <laughs> it was a fun game yeah so but but you know there is a you know a pretty you know decently told story you know through the campaign and expansions and whatnot but the thing about the lore that always bugged me is that a lot of extra lore out there can only be discovered in the game by, by in in the game by doing things and then you basically unlock like codex pages so yeah because we after we had watched rebel moon we were talking about that for yeah a good solid amount of time and that's what yeah and that's what this you know, rebel moon companion reminded me of is there not like a like a destiny 101 
lore thing that you can like read or no because you know? it's just it's again it's like you you want to learn more about this planet or planet or these people or, or this this incident this this hero or, or person that is involved in the story you know same i guess like the same thing could be applied with rebel moon here where yeah we're seeing these characters that are involved but at the same time when we're when we're trying to see the story that that Zack snyder is telling us but then you know there's more questions about what about that what about this and look i mean the same thing can be said about it you know uh, any movie right and i get it it's like you know not novelization is a great way to tell those extra details and it's sort of like i get why this companion exists and it's sort of you know like the the star wars books that exist that are like the you know these huge yeah. like, encyclopedias that you know about all the movies Everything. right you know about episodes one through six i know they have you know newer and newer ones out there and, and that was one of the things that kind of bothered me that the that the sequel movies did where it was like you guys aren't explaining anything you know it's just yeah it was it was all stuff that we had to like put together through like yeah. interviews and like the the most interesting thing was from the sequel trilogy at least was to me well first of all okay well, tie this back into Rebel Moon. I, I, We're I, not, have, I have a way of, of bringing this back around. Good, because but. it's very easy for us to get off tra track here. But the one thing I'll say that is, and it pains me to say, but one of the most interest, interesting things about it was how Snoke got the Black Obsidian Ring from <clears throat> beneath Vader's castle. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And then you find out only two people on the planet know about his origin. And it's J.J. Yeah. Abrams and um, Andy Serkis. And that's it. It's like great. We'll never know now. Yeah, yeah. You know that uh, great direction about all that, and you know, it, I was watching uh, a couple interviews recently about the sequels with Adam Driver, and because oh. you know, he's been coming out and saying a lot of stuff, and you know, he doesn't want to be involved anymore. And you know, it was something that he was saying. Uh, actually, I think it was Star Wars Theory that w that was saying how Ryan Johnson got the job to do episode eight yeah apparently kathleen kennedy was just like oh yeah just jump right in yeah she ruined a lot and obviously ryan johnson should have said no and it's interesting because i think when you've got someone that is just not directly involved with the story like again like i think jj abrams should have done the whole trilogy he should have just done the trilogy he should have and you know or at least the first two and then gone with uh What's his name? Colin. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. Yeah. On Duel of Fates. Yeah. That could have, that could have been the way, the way to do it. And I think when you've got someone who's just not in tune, like Kathleen Kennedy, you create problems. And yep. so how I'm going to tie this back in is... Tie it in, baby. Rebel Moon is better than all three sequel trilogy movies. 100%. For starters. And then because this is a two-part event done by the same person you know there's you know there won't be any continuity issues the lore comes from him right so i i also i mean it's just like george lucas right like you know he's creating all the all the movies he knows where things are starting ending beginning from and everywhere in between but i also think for for the sake of this movie you know even though there were things that obviously felt missing or intentionally left out 
I'm sure with the director's cut should, and I'm hoping will be filled in. And then of course we get, we're getting our part two. Yep. So, you know, I know that anything that is, you know, isn't answered will, will be announced in or addressed rather in, in part two. So I think it will. I mean, it, honestly, it's, it's just like, like Dune, right? Dune part one. Well, great. Cut out the dinner scene, man. Yeah, there was things that were left <sighs> out. And I was like, oh, well, dang, for a three-hour movie, like certain certain things were were left out. So I'm wondering if we're going to see that or, or maybe we won't. Yeah. And so that's one of those things where you're like, why did the director choose to not include certain scenes, you know, or, or you know, I get, you know, because Peter Jackson did did this as well. But it all worked out though. Like certain certain it, parts it does. were were you know certain parts of the movies were it was supposed to be in you know you know uh, you know fellowship and it was in the two towers or it was supposed to be in the two towers and it was in return. So it was like it's still there, you know. And again, for those movies, like you know the theatrical releases for those movies were still good. I mean, they obviously you know the first two movies got a lot of nominations. Return of the King theatrical cut got 12 oscars and it's not even including that's and I, i'm like well what if you know what if the extended you know additions what if that's what we we got from the start and there was no should always be the extended yeah well it, back then it was it's all about i've I, ironically i found this out through an interview with Zack snyder what did you say um on director's cuts and stuff like that where it was like hey i'll give you this release and then in a couple months just give me a little bit more money mm. and I can give a weirder you know truer version of the story uh, that you guys can make more money on gotcha and that's kind of but I think with Rebel Moon the difference is being PG-13 and rated R you know what I mean like there's yeah. different stuff like I know yeah like I think we'll get General Titus's origin story you know maybe shown in in the extended cut uh or the rate the rate the the director's cut rather and right and you know how jimmy at the end he's got the deer antlers on and the cape and the stick and he's now what seems i think is the father of the village um right he uploaded zach snyder uploaded a picture on his uh, vero the other day of jimmy sitting next to the dead deer um out in the wilderness so, you know, I think we're going to see that in the director's cut too. Okay. Yeah. So Maybe that just like more depth to what, like to explain, wait, what happens? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I, I think, and again, I'm hoping it's addressed because you know, again, you could read through the companion yeah, app or whatever. And in, you know, or it's, I guess it's like through a website, but same thing. Like yeah. you can read more about characters, story planets, items objects and and i think that's great to have because it's not it's not like and again to whatever the novelization says i ordered it actually i'm gonna read it yeah so i I mean i know that again (laughs) ready 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 for this one because this is going back to star wars here we go hey do you know snoke had two apprentices (sighs) did you know that dude did they include that in films no they didn't why because they're writers fun fact though um a long time ago, uh, two brilliant minds 
uh, Nick Day and Austin Carlisle decided to write their own Last Jedi that oh, double-digit so people better. read the script for and said it was better. So much better. And in our, unfortunately, abandoned uh, episode nine that we did, you do <laughs> see the second Apprentice of Snoke. But, yeah. you know, all we're saying, Hollywood, is let us write the scripts Dude, and it, then you guys just make it. It's just, I feel like a lot of people are just so out of touch when it comes to understanding certain IPs. And, and like, we're, we're just, we're admirers, we're, we're passionate fans and followers of, of various IPs, right? Here's a perfect example because it's like people will, if people are listening and go, but yeah, but you guys are a bunch of nobodies. Well, we're, we're somebodies, but I get it what you're saying. We're, we're not. We're not known just people bunch, just two dudes. in Hollywood, right? Or or whatever. We're not tied to the industry. But you know who is? Henry Cavill. And for him, who uh for his sake, I'll say he, he's he a was a big fan. Perfect example. He is, because number one, he is very similar to a lot of people. He's a he's a gamer, he's a nerd, he he works out, you know, he, he's an actor, he, that's his job, right? But he is a big fan of The Witcher, right? He got to do, he got to do The Witcher. Why did he leave The Witcher? Because they started to deviate immensely away from the books, which is crazy. And I don't know how you just take those those books essentially. With I think there's eight books, and you know, you have a big name with Henry Cavill, who who I think plays um, Geralt. Um, you know. Uh, amazingly and Geralt of Rivia, right? Did a great job. And then he leaves after the third season and where the third season leads off in the show where he's like wounded. He's trying to train back up again. And I'm like, now boom, now you've got Liam Hemsworth coming in to replace him. It's like drastic downgrade. Yeah. Like, like dude, no one's going to watch that show. That show is going to bomb on Netflix. And it's just sort of, again, one of those things, it's a realization of, of knowing what you got. It's, it's the, you don't know what you got until it's gone. Yeah. And now Henry Cavill has now, I guess, is at the helm of the Warhammer 40K on Amazon. Officially. officially. Now that the writer strikes over and all that crap, that show should be very accurate and amazing. And it's, it's going to be rated R because there's a lot of, a lot of violence and guts and killing in, in Warhammer 40K, but it's going to be amazing. And the fact that it's going to be, you know, f- essentially fan driven because Henry Cavill is a fan, is a, is a Uber fan. Plays he, coll- he collects, he plays. Uh, there was some interview he did with somebody and it's just the perfect example of how quick uh, dudes become friends. Um, yeah, it was it, on the, it was the, on some talk show and they're like, Oh, you know, I play this game. And he goes, Oh wait, really? Really? Oh yeah. yeah. Give my information after. It's yeah, like the rest of history. Let, yeah, let's exchange information. He's like, real quick. Well, level? Okay, cool, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. And uh, yeah, I think the guy says he asked the guy, "What did you play?" And they, and he he says Necrons, and I, it's funny because I have a Necron army. <sighs> so again, just to just to see that it's like you you realize that someone cares about the IP, and then same thing kind of just again applies to where if you've got someone who's creating something like again, like what Zack Snyder wants to do on, on his sort of sci-fi take, it, it, it I guess it works, you know? And because yeah. it's not like he's, uh, you know, <laughs> he didn't pull a J.J. Abrams and try to copy off A New Hope, you know, s- scene for scene. 
moment for moment. It is villain for villain. It's own. You know exactly. So that you know, and that's what I think. That's what George Lucas kind of wanted to see. And I thought about after I watched it, I'm like, you know, I wonder what George Lucas would think about Rebel Moon. That's a really good point. And not so much think like, well, obviously he came to he went to he went to Lucasfilm with this idea. And obviously it's it's very far away from Star Wars now, mm-hmm. but he could he could probably see like, oh, that was inspired by my, you know, Cantina scene or you know you know what I'm saying? Like, oh that's the the, imp- the, the freaking, Empire, like the you know, the alien boarding. life in the, that movie too. Right, yeah. The creatures. I wild. I, I appreciated that, that like that spider lady. Oh, that was cool. Or you know what I really appreciated? That weird looking eyeball thing with a with an entrail at the end that wrapped itself around the guy's neck and then talked through, through the him? guy. Yeah. That was awesome. That reminded me of something else. Um, uh, oh, um, oh God. You know what it reminds me of? Independence Day. Yeah. The aliens. Yep. Yeah. See, there you go. Oh, so cool. There's another sort of inspirational take. Yeah, a little reference too. Where... And I'm sure there are more. And again, I, maybe I'm just not thinking of them at the moment. But and again, I've only I've only watched it once, so I'm, I'm I'm sure if I go back and watch it again, I'll I'll think about oh maybe that's a scene from another sci-fi flick, or or again maybe not so much even sci-fi. It could be something else entirely. Anything, yeah. You know, but yeah, you know, again, I don't think it was a bad a bad take at all. You know, um, it was too short. Yeah, I definitely. I wanted it to be longer, um, surprisingly enough. I'm I am looking forward to the director's cut for it for sure. I, I am too, because I know it'll be longer. I, I, if it's at least three hours long, then that's, you know, that's a good that's a good that's a good take. That's a good enough. Well, one of length to to portray a lot more. Well, there was well, I can't remember if it was a camera, you know, camera department or somewhere, but. You know, one of the production departments heads basically said it was like they were shooting four different movies at once, hmm. which makes sense when you're making two parts to a story, and then each part is going to have a PG-13 and a rated R version. Yeah. So, like the the book, um, it has like I'm not gonna say a warning label, but it has like a mature reading like label on the front of it. Yeah, sort of like or a it. a warning. Yeah. Right. And and again, I think that's I think that's cool. I think that's it's okay to do that. Yeah, you, you know. And I, and I get some people might like might not say like, oh, I think director's cuts are stupid. But I, I get why there there is sometimes sometimes there is a need for it. Sure. And again, you know, if it's like saying Zack Snyder gets final cut, sure. But again he still has to answer to the quote unquote studio execs. Yep. So he still has to answer to someone at Netflix and Netflix is saying, look, we're a business. We're trying to also make money. Can you make two cuts of this? You know, can we leave certain things out? Can we do this? And, and again, it's sort of like maybe Zach or maybe any other director in that position would be like, kind of don't want to another take Ridley Scott with Napoleon. Right. Yeah. Apparently, like that movie was only two, two hours and some odd minutes long. It was, it no, it was, it was like three hours, but there was an hour cut. Yeah, like well, yeah. So I, I think it was like two hours and forty five minutes or something like that. But, but there's a cut that's like four hours long. Yeah, and I, I don't would know. Love to see that. Yeah, and it's sort of like why, and again, I, I get it. It's like why do I want to go pay money to 
to the theater to see that when I know that there's going to be another cut coming out that I might be able to just buy digitally or, or stream it. Right. Like, you know, I think that's coming to Apple TV plus. I could be, I could be mistaken, but I, I think that's where that's going. Napoleon. That is, it is actually. Yeah. That and, um, killers of the flower moon, both long movies too. Yeah. Killer of the flowers moon. <laughs> killers of the flower moon, um, is three and a half hours. You yeah. know? So I, I I haven't watched that yet. I, I, need I to, haven't though. either. And it, just cause I haven't, it's time. It's that's the timing. Yeah. I, I have this thing where if I start a movie, I don't want to stop. I just want to watch it all the way through and that's three and a half hours. Yeah. So I need to just find time to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially a movie. I'll that find time to make it yet. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure I will too, but uh, I'd say for this sake of rebel moon, having two cuts again, I imagine the other cut will probably come out to Netflix as well. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So not literally losing out. There's no, there's no date though. Yeah, he doesn't know when. My my guess would be six months from now. Uh, yeah, I would summer. say because the second one drops in April, so I'd say after April, probably summer, fall, maybe. Oh, that's the, that's how soon part two drops. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Did you watch the trailer for it? Yeah, right right after the movie. I did too. Yeah. So so that's not too far away. Scargiver part two. That's what it's called. That's yep. right. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how I wonder if that'll it. have <laughs> director's cut. I think it will. I think it'll have a rated R version too. I think they're each supposed to because something apparently I saw, uh, from someone who had, had started to read the novelization whenever, uh, nobles in his quarters with like, and the tentacle thing is like all on him. Mm hmm. Apparently he, he he might have weird. coitus with it. That's weird. So obviously that would be in a rated R version. So um, if yeah. that even makes it into the cut, yeah, maybe we'll 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 see. And again, I'm sure not everything would would be applied from the novelization. No, God, no. But we can hope. Yeah, I will say this though. I get. Again, I get why they would want to do two cuts because, again, it's a business. They want to make more money. I get it. Um, I know some people might not care to watch both, but I think some people will because they probably were, are curious. Like, I want to see what the whole story means or I want to see yeah. what's left out. Again, because it could be, you know, very BVS-like where... It oh, just wow. changes it. Yeah. It's like, man, this... Again, like people might go, yeah, I thought it was like a sixty percent, but I watched the director's cut, you know, whatever, whatever they call it, the Snyder cut, something like that, right? And it's like now it's like you know, an eighty-five percent or something like that. Like there's a drastic change in their increase, their rating, their perception of it. So did you have? I'm sure, you, I'm sure you did, but what were your favorite scenes in the in the movie? Um, for me, it was definitely when Nemesis fought the Spider Woman. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and then I loved, uh, I loved the first scene with Jimmy, where, uh, basically he. So long story short, Jimmy is this. It's like a JC like thirty four robot thing that was yeah. made to serve the king, and then the king was assassinated. Yep. And all these Jimmys lost their their will to fight, pretty much. Yep. So now it's just like until the end. He's a jeep. He carries. Yep. So now, like, they unload him, and he's taking orders. Um, and these soldiers just start shooting him because he won't fight back. And 
he goes to the river to like clean himself and ends up talking with this girl who, uh, you know, gives him like a flower crown yeah, and then touches his face or is, is what would be his face. Yeah. Um, and you can see it like lights up a little bit red and he touches it and he just sits there for a second. So I really like that scene because I remember before the movie came out, Zack Snyder said, Jimmy is this robot who used to serve the King and is now going through this like new life arc pretty much. So like, that's why I think I'm so curious to see more of him and see more about that. But definitely that scene, scene with nemesis. And then, um, I mean the, the ending scene, I mean, whenever, uh, Oh God, I forget his name. Charlie Hunnam's character. Um, drops the ball like hey grab those ones and he ends up just trading like selling them yeah that was definitely that, that was like oh i did not expect that yeah that, that definitely threw me for a loop because I, I liked i liked his character i liked him a lot uh kai kai yeah so i would say those are my top three but i would say probably that that jimmy scene yeah kai's kai's uh he's he's like th- to me, he's I, scoundrel. I first, yeah, he's a smuggler. He's a scoundrel. Like, it's like I got. Hey, do you mind if we make a pit stop? It's, it's like the same thing. Hey, um, I owe Jabba a lot of a lot of money and credits. Uh, can I go drop the shipment off? You know, up. Oh, I gotta I gotta save Luke real quick. Yep. You know, and then this fight on the Death Star. Um, because you know, this is a spoiler. If you haven't got, got yet. that yet, yeah. But when Kai betrays Korra and the gang, I'm like, you know, he didn't, he wasn't quite like Han Solo. He was more like Lando in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Where he's like, I had no other choice. They arrived just before, just before you did, you know, and, and there's boom, Vader, boom, Boba Fett stormtroopers you know so it's sort of like you know i got him like oh he's he's kind of like the the han solo smuggler you know but no but he's not though kai's worse yeah that's what i'm saying he he's more lando than han but lando and han get back to it and right yeah yeah but what i'm saying is like it, it it's it's that's what it was looking like at first and then obviously, oh yeah then he dies rightfully so he's killed by the farmer gunner yeah Good for him, man. Talk about a character arc. Yeah. Go from being a master seedsman to a a killer. Yeah, he, he <laughs> a rebel. He was very naive and then he his arc got got better over the course of the movie, but um What about you? What was favorite part? Um I, mean, I, I can definitely say the parts that you you had already mentioned, but aside from those uh, I did like when, uh, I mean, I liked the end, uh, then fight scene between yeah, that was... Noble and, and Cora and then Jimmy at the end, Jimmy shows up. Oh yeah. He's got like that, like, um, like, He's, like it's look, antlers. Yeah. It's deer antlers. Yeah. And he's got the thing and interesting. Yeah. I was like, I want to see and know more why he did that. But you know, again, I'm telling you, I think he is now the father of the village. Could be, could be, yeah. Uh, I liked, I liked when I liked Attic, uh, yeah, Atticus's, the admiral, his arrival 
Oh, when they first arrived yeah. to... Because um... again, that, that kind of just... it Obviously, nowhere near close to Vader, but it had this sort of... It did kind of have that same weight. Yeah. <clears throat> like this this approach. It almost reminded me a little bit of Director Krennic in, yes. in Rogue One. Oh, yeah. when you, that was, that, That's cool. We get the Death Troopers out walking through the like tall grass. Yeah. Him in the only white. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It kind of seemed a little bit more... More of a comp- better, like a better comparison than, than Vader. Yeah, because I'm, no, so I'm sorry, you but can't, yeah. Noble is not Vader. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, nobody's Vader. No, yeah, no, say you can't compare um, anyone to Vader. But, I'm, but that entire scene, man, it's just like you feel the tension because basically you, you find out that the motherland, I'm sorry, the the the, the mother, mother world, mother world yeah. the Imperium, yeah, they are basically at this point, Noble specifically where he's at this point where he's so far away from the home world that he's having to basically outsource crops and and munitions and all this other shit yeah right then and there and that's why he arrives at this planet there is no presence of the imperium out there so they're basically like we're going to come and take your shit. so we're going to need a bunch of food right you know and that entire scene you're like they're not going to give him the food so like He's he's not going to be happy, and then lo and behold, his little stick. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting when he when he first busted that that stick out because I'm like, that looks like a blunt object to kill people with. Yeah, and and then instantly he's like, I want twelve thousand, you know, barrels of food. It's like, well, we're lucky if we get ten, or whatever. Or no, he he said he wanted ten, and he's like, we're lucky if we get twelve, or something like that. Yeah, it was it was just like your typical high demand, and you know, can't we can't do it? And it's like, we'll what? find a way. Yeah, I'll ex- I expect it in twenty days then, or whatever it is, or eight weeks. I forgot. I forgot what yeah. Oh yeah, he's like, how long? He's seven weeks. Because all right, I'll be here in eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coming back for more, man. And I think that's, I think that's why Gunner felt so uh, obligated to get this rebellion you know, there is because he did basically get the father of the village killed. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? You know, Noble's got that stick walking around. It's pretty tough. Yeah. And the actor who has like the beard, who's like the king of, or I don't know what you call it, king or the leader of the village. The father of the village. Father, yeah. The father of the village. Yeah. Recognize him, right? He looked familiar. Yeah. He played, uh, Modoc, yellow jacket. That was him. Yeah. Really. Yeah. He was also in a show called Billions. Yeah, he was sort of. Like, is, do you know his name? I I I totally forgot his name. I like him as an actor, and when I saw him in the trailer, I was like, I was like, oh, <laughs> doing the Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, like, that's on Hulu. We should review it. Ah, uh, we we could we could. It's a great movie. We could. Did you look his name up? Oh no, <laughs> that's what you were doing. Oh my god, I started to, and then the uh, I got distracted by a Tarantino movie. Oh. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's see. So I, while you're looking that up, basically, I liked him as an actor, and I was like, oh man, that's so cool. He's in this, and then when he gets beaten to death, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn it. <sighs> All right. Well, I get it. Someone's gonna have to die. People are gonna have to die in this movie. Like, you, know, you can't save everyone. You have to, you know, make the villain villainous. 
and invoke some fear in, into the people and have the viewers be like, oh, damn, this dude's not not messing around here, you know? So Corey Stoll is his name. Ah, uh, Sindri. Nice. Our boy Ray Porter, baby. There's so much lore to it, and you get that by finding out just in... There's a scene in the end where, you know, where Kai meets with the the Imperium and turns them all in and Noble's just like, oh, you're this person. Oh, you're the former general. You are the former prince. And you're like, oh, he was a prince of a world that the mother world destroyed. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, there's a lot of lore here. You know, like, why is he working off his debt to Ray Porter's Hinkman character? You know what I mean? Right. I think... Yeah, I'm going to say... They've definitely got a good cast, you know. Yeah. Reviews are interesting. We can't really use Rotten Tomatoes anymore. <laughs> Get the out of here. What would you... Well, I should say, before we even talk about ratings real quick, was there anything you didn't like about the movie? Um, uh, The length was not as much as I wanted. You know, I wanted more. Uh, but there... You mentioned it, and in as someone who does, well, as someone who has made a film rather than mm-hmm. who does make films, um, everyone has their own thing that they love, sure, and that they'll always do. For me, I think it's just long panning shots. You know, for Zack Snyder, it's slow motion. <laughs> it's just something you're gonna get when you watch a Zack Snyder movie. It's just how it is, um, but. There were a couple scenes where it just didn't need to be there. You know, like you mentioned uh, in the beginning, you know, Cora's a farmer and there's just like she picks the grains up and then just lets them fall. I get it was like the artistic-y slow motion thing, but like, "Ah, I don't really need it. Yeah. And that, that show is also in slow motion. Like, I just, everything I'm thinking about just comes down to just not being in there. So maybe, you know, after our, the, the director's cut comes out, it might be a little bit different. But like, for example, Belarus is only in very little. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we don't really find out what he's, we don't, that astral plane is like not even explained. That whole process I was sitting on the edge of my seat because I didn't know what the hell was happening. Yeah, it definitely seemed like okay, okay, this is otherworldly, right? It's not here because he was he was seemingly dead, and they somehow sort of like plugged him back. They into plugged whatever. him back in. But they like they peeled back his head, and yeah, they like these tubes that almost again kind of seemed like very matrix like. Yeah, and there's like something coming in, something coming out. So it's like they colors. Were, it's like they were blue they, and blue and they orange? were taking the red out, putting the blue in. Yeah, or was it blue and, and then blue and red, they uploaded like him into the astral plane, which what, in, is, what is this Marvel? Which in the in the Rebel Moon universe is apparently reserved for the ultra wealthy and powerful. And there's this scene in the astral plane where Belarus is talk talking to him about his failures and everything like that. Yeah. Again, just things that we're assuming we'll get answers to in part two, but Mm -hmm. I think for the sake of having these sort of questions right now is, um, probably normal. Yeah. I mean, there are worse movies out there that have left us on cliffhangers and we 
have thought about, theorized about, this is speculated better. about. You know, like, oh my God, there's this guy Luke Skywalker, and we haven't seen him all movie, and all of a sudden we 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 see him at the end, and then it cuts, only to only to have that next movie continue off where it, where it was, him getting handed his father's lightsaber and him tossing it over his shoulder. That was crazy. I almost walked out of the movie at that point. I should have. The rest of the movie didn't need to be seen. Yeah, honestly. But it, the thing God. is, is I can watch a movie and I can take some things from it and like it. But that, that Rebel Moon is better than I'll watch 90% it. of the Marvel stuff we've gotten post-Endgame. Maybe 85%. Uh, and better than, like you said, the sequel trilogy. Um, it's good. I thought it was good. It's exciting. It's a new adventure to go on. It was cool. Yeah, no, I would, I would a hundred percent. I would watch Rebel Moon uh, any day over the sequel trilogy. Yeah, any day. I mean, like, there's just again, like, I, I, I like the cast, at, and this isn't saying I don't like the cast. I, you know, the the actors that we did get in the sequel trilogy, but it's just when you see certain people, you're, you're kind of just knowing that, oh, well, you know what? These, maybe it's a younger, newer actor. Like the guy who plays, how do you pronounce his name? Balsarius? Um, right? Yeah, yeah I, I was calling him Balarius. I know. I can't remember what I was calling him now. But, but. the guy who plays him mm-hmm. is, is um, Frothy. He was in the Hawkeye show. He was the one that was friends with... Uh, with Echo, oh yeah, the sign language with. jump the jumpsuit. Yes, huh? He went from 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 Hawkeye to Rebel Moon. Moon. You know, it's so like, and I'd never seen him before. But then you got Sophia too, right? Sophia, you got Sir Anthony Hopkins, Charlie Hunnam, uh, Ray Fisher. Shouts um, out. Who else is? Um, I was I was screw his name up. Um, Jaimon um, Hansu. Oh, uh, General Titus. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yep. and I and I think for the for the most part, you can kind of surmise. Okay, acting's on acting should be on point. You don't need to worry about that, as long as the characters are fleshed out. And the cinematography was good too. Yeah, aside from the slow motion, that, to me that was the part that was like if and I and again like it's I know it's hard to think about it without it, but in some scenes it worked. It, it did. like in the yeah. snow. Yeah, that whole battle scene that worked. That was a. That reminded me a lot of Warhammer 40k. That was cool, right? In some cases, the fight scenes worked. Like when, um, oh god, I, I, when um, what's his face was jumping from like the ledge onto the ship. Blood axe. Yeah, right. Ray so Fisher. When, when Ray Fisher's doing that, that scene that that is a total 300 moment right there. That was cool. Yeah, you know, and I and I'm like, there's the that's that's the slow mo money shot. That that is the that is the back turned panning Christopher Nolan shot at the end of the movie, you know, or, or somewhere in the movie, right? Like yeah. that, that's, that's the, what do you call it? That's like your, your signature, signature shot. shot, right? So, you know, you're kind of waiting to see it at some point, but it's okay to add the slow-mo and other, other places. But I, I just think it, to, again, this is just to, to me, I, what I didn't like about it was, it, I think it was utilized a little too much for my taste. Me too. You know, I, I like, I think slow-mo is awesome. It's a cool, it's a cool effect to have in, in film, whether it's a TV show or like, I mean, 
I don't know, even if it's a YouTube video. There's a place for it. Yeah, you know, I'm like, so it, it, it exists, and it's it's good to utilize it, but we're going to get more in part two. <laughs> Damn right we are, baby. It's a Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure, critically speaking, this probably didn't get the best of Of course ratings. not. It was a Zack Snyder movie. They're going to all over him because he's the best. Should we use a point of reference? Do IMDb, I guess. All right. So IMDb, although I am just kind of curious to, to see what... Um, what Rotten Tomatoes gave it? Yeah. As I'm looking up here, people, hold on. <laughs> uh, so Rotten Tomatoes, again, the, the critics gave it a 23%. Uh, and then the audience score is a 61%. That's wild. And again, that's that's Rotten Tomatoes. You, you know, um, looking at IMDb though, it, there are no. I, I guess there are some critic responses, but I don't I don't see a rating. At and I guess no, do I really care enough to see what critics really say? Um, you know, I, there are some critics that didn't give uh, Godzilla minus one a perfect score, and you know they're idiots. But anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so IMDb. The average rating, and they they do it by you know one to ten. Mm-hmm. And I guess out of all the percentiles, eleven thousand people, which adds up to seventeen point seven percent, gave it a six out of ten. Now the next closest was ten thousand people voting it at seven out out of ten at a sixteen point one percent. And then five out of ten was the next, and then it went to eight out of ten, then four out of ten, and three out of ten, and then nine and two out of ten were were tied. And then they were actually the fifth most, I guess the fifth ranked in order would be ten out of ten. So people uh, that gave it a ten out of ten was about ten point three percent of the people. So I'm sure. What do you give it? I I'm I'm probably in that seven out of ten rating. You know, like if I'm going to be a little bit more granular, I'd probably give it like you know like a seventy five percent. And again, that's just because I know that there's there's stuff there's missing. More. Yeah, and so like I I'm sure, you know, whether I could say that my rating is more justified at that point or because it's it, it's kind of like do you do you give it a I don't not intentionally I don't want to intentionally give it a, a bad rating because it's like oh I know there's a better one coming out there because again I think from from what I remember from only watching it once and just sort of reading through the app there's a decent amount to take away from there's a decent amount to think about the characters the overall story you know uh and again knowing that we're getting a part two or rather sorry well well aside from getting a part two but Director's We're getting cut. a director's cut that's going to be longer and and give us more. It's like, oh, well, okay. So I know some of these things could potentially be answered or expanded upon. And then, you know, my rating could could be better, mm-hmm. you know, at that point. But um, I, like I said, I, I think if there's anything to kind of take away from it is, is just like, uh, as I, I was, as I was reading, apparently he took this to, to Disney or rather to Lucasfilm in 2012. Oh, right. wow. 
So it was before the sequel trilogy even came out. And they were like, yeah. Idiots. And then they released Doc three times in a row. And thought it was good. I thought it was good, yep. And they clearly Crazy. had no direction with every single time. Confirmed by numerous actors. Yeah. So I'm not just saying that's despite them because I, because I don't like, you know, what they've done to the franchise and stuff like that. But it's like, I also think about it this way because it's like you look at movie franchises, IPs that are in a law right now, DC, Marvel, Star Wars, three huge IPs that have been around for decades, right? Yep. But we're getting these 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 flicks in between, right? We're getting a lot of monster movies with Godzilla. Yeah. We're getting, you know, Dune, part one and part two. We're getting we're getting these Rebel Moon characters or, or movies. We're getting all these other movies out there that are like, kind of, like filling the void of they're like building almost, their own like their their own universes. Yeah. Or, or it's like even, even one offs. It's like even like Oppenheimer as an, as an example. Cool. Like, you know, like there there are movies that are existing that are taking up the the dead space, or or rather like filling the void of disappointment. Yep. From from movies that just have bad writing in it, you know, it's like, and then, and then a one, and then like the, you know, the, the, the studios are wondering why are we losing so much money? And it's like, cause you're giving us, you're giving us dog. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's again, and it, it's not, uh, it's certainly not a bad thing to get a movie like this because again, like there's a, there's a purpose behind it. There's something that, you know, again, I, I would say for the sake of, you know, like the saying goes, well, if you think you can do better, then go ahead and try, you know? Yep. So I think, I think Zach probably took a shot. And again, he did, you know, um, whoever at, at Lucasfilm, I'm just going to go ahead and assume it was Kathleen Kennedy. Um, but I also probably think it was Bob Iger as well. And, yeah. you know, they probably said no for whatever reason. You know, we'll never know the hundred percent truth, Sadly. but I mean, it's kind of cool to get other movies out there that are, you know, sci-fi related that aren't star Wars because I think it's like sort of fresh. Okay. So, so what would you, what would you rate it then? Well, my unbiased opinion. <laughs> yeah. Which, what's your unbiased and then what's your biased opinion is an 84 for unbiased. Yes. Okay. Jesus. Okay. What's your biased? Like an 89. <laughs> um, I know, man, I liked it. I mean, I was, I've was i been pumped for this movie to come out for like a year and a half now, so. I know. Yeah, um, you've been talking about it a lot on Discord. Um, you're damn right I have. <laughs> um, and so I, I was looking forward to it. So I've, I hate this shit. I've it. You know, there was a lot that I saw and I'm like, oh, that's where it would have been Star Wars. You know, I can right. see that, you know. Um, but... Uh, I liked it a lot because it was a new thing. It yeah. was take out that it was from, you know, one of my favorite directors and stuff like that is it's a whole new thing for us to explore and dive into, you know, with the companion, a novelization, a director's cut, a part two, you know, it's a whole new thing that, that we, we get to see and watch and it's exciting. It's something cool, you know? Yeah, for sure. I could tell you, but uh, I would say like an 83, 84, honestly. You know, low to mid eighties. Yeah, I mean, and and I think that's acceptable for an unbiased 
or even like even just biased you know take on it because again like we know that there's another cut coming so we just expect that one to be better than the current one we get we have so yeah and i think that's the general consensus with a lot of people that have seen the movie too so far from what i've gathered yeah yeah so but definitely you check it out it's on netflix yeah and everyone listening here has netflix i know that for a fact yeah i'm sure people have have access access to netflix in some way shape or form so if you've got uh if you've got two uh like two and a half hours or you know a little bit less than that uh that that's free and you just want to sit down and watch put her it on. yeah watch them quick just put her on you know let let us know what what your thoughts are on it you know did you think it was like star wars or other sci-fi flicks or not sci-fi sci-fi flicks or did you hate it i yeah we would love if, if so to hear it just just why you know just kind of want to hear other takes and yep. you know <laughs> <laughs> was the slow mo too much for you, or did yeah. you? Yeah, or did you? Love did it? you enjoy every single second of slow motion? Yeah, you know, that's exactly what, stuff. What if like twenty more minutes of the director's cut is just nothing but slow motion? That'd be crazy, <laughs> but I wouldn't put it past him. That would be wild. I think uh, someone did the math, and there was there was a total of fourteen minutes of slow mo in the Snyder cut, which is a four hour movie. Oh. Yeah. So I wonder how much is in Rebel Moon in 14 minutes. I think of... that's not that bad when you think about a ratio like 14 minutes. And and most of that is the flash scene in the end, obviously. Sure. Yeah. I would say this one it's probably like three or four or five five percent. Um, nah, like like three four. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Again, it's not like a quarter of the movies in slow motion. No. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 where it's at. It's certain, like I wanted some of the battle stuff. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to see some of the battle scenes. Not in slow motion. Like I want to see like cool, yeah. Fast, like you know, action. Yeah, but it was it was cool. Yeah, I'm excited for the battle in the in the second one. And Dune Part Two. <laughs> well, both actually. <laughs> yeah, but yes. I guess I think it's funny because I'm like, there's gonna be a big battle in Part Two, and I'm like, oh yeah, there's a big battle in Dune Part Two coming up too. So yeah. I, I hope that <laughs> is better than the the battle in the book. Uh, so Dune Part Two comes out in March. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, March, because then, so then, and then Part Two of Rebel April. Moon comes out in April. So we're eating next. We're, get, we're getting two Part Twos <laughs> and and a month to month. Love that month movies. So yeah, there's there's quite a few move, uh, movies coming out next year that we're definitely going to be reviewing that are new. So. If you can try to go see them, go see them because we'll definitely be talking about them. And then we'll definitely add in some older movies, movies that we've seen. And we're sure that you've probably seen uh, you listeners out there. So um, we appreciate the support, the listens, uh, any sort of comments or, or feedback that you might have for us. And uh, yeah, keep, keep spreading the word, keep sharing uh, with anyone. You know, if someone has forgotten us, you know, because remind been busy. them, remind them. Yeah. Let like, them know hey, we're back. Yeah. We're, we're back, baby. And, and, uh, you know, when's the last time you, you went to the movies or, or watched just watched a streaming movie or did both yeah. or, or, and listened to us yap away at whatever it is we're talking about in the current episode. So, yeah, it's good. Uh,
guys yeah you, you're honestly missing a like top tier content here Let, let's just be real don't watch those stupid talk shows at night that are just bought and paid for and get off tiktok yeah get off tiktok get and off reels get off the dumb stuff yep sit back roll a nice little j grab a nice little cocktail or water if you just want to you know put some s you know essence on or whatever and just listen to listen to us talk go do ahead it. and do it baby <laughs> <laughs> It's it's late when we're recording this. Happy New Year, everybody! So yeah, Happy New Year! And if you if you as I'm editing this video, or rather, sorry, as I'm editing this episode, here we go. If anyone at any point in time hears fireworks in the background, that's because we are recording at at midnight. At midnight, yeah. And now, <laughs> see, now we're just dropping everything. Yeah, <laughs> this will be a good one. Uh, anyways, all right, everyone, that's going to do it for us, uh, here on the plot strikes back and we will catch you guys on the next one. Bum, bum, bum.